0: This is A is for Adversity, a podcast about curating your life stories to connect more deeply with others. Some stories may have Christian undertones, and all stories will involve a realization or transformation of some sort. I'm your host, Jen Banks. This is Season 2, Episode 3 Cupcake in Each Hand, an interview with Brett Hawkes. I apologize in advance because the audio is not the best quality. I wish I would have noticed during the interview and I would have stopped and fixed it. It was a great interview nonetheless. I am so excited to have Brett Hawks on the podcast today. She is the owner of Hobble Creek Cake Co. and I'll just let her tell you a little bit about herself. Hi, thanks for having me, Jen. I'm excited to be here. Um, Yeah, Like she said, my name is Brett. I'm a girl named Brett. It's kind of a unique name. And I am a mom of one, soon to be two. And I run my own out-of-home baking business, doing wedding cakes and celebration cakes. I've been doing it for a few years now. And it's become this really fun thing that I get to do as a mom and help support my family and do what I love and, and explore my own passions. And so it's been this really cool thing. Yes, that's awesome. I am so excited to have you here and to have you share with my listeners a little bit more about being a working mom and those of you that have a side hustle Hopefully we'll get some good takeaways. Okay, so if you don't mind, just share your story with us, kind of how you came to where you're at and sort of what you've learned along the way. Yeah, so my love for cakes goes back a long time and there was a lot of things that led up to me actually running a cake business. And I'd say, you know, my love for and desire to be a mom goes back even further than that. That's something I always knew I wanted to do. And when people used to ask me, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I would say, like, oh, I just want to be a mom. And it wasn't, it was because that was truly what I wanted to do. And it was also because I honestly had no career <laughs> passions. I didn't really know um, what I wanted to go into. And it didn't dawn on me until I was seven months pregnant and graduating from BYU and There I am sitting in my last classes, and instead of listening to my professor, I'm on my computer creating pricing spreadsheets and building a website for this baking business because all of a sudden I realized I loved making cake. I loved running a business, and it's something that I wanted to do. So I started doing that while I was pregnant, got my first orders, and I started having a steady stream of orders and started teaching cake decorating classes. And I loved every minute of it, it was so fulfilling. I enjoyed the creativity. I enjoyed the business, kind of the challenge and the puzzle of of trying to get clients and trying to pull off the designs that they wanted. But as I was doing that, and as my due date to have my baby boy drew near, I felt like I had another due date approaching. And that was the one where I would neatly fold up my little found cake dream and I would tuck it away because I generally felt that if I didn't have to work as a mom, then I shouldn't. So my plan was to, you know, stop running my baking business, focus 100% on being a mom, and that was how it was going to be. A couple months into, you know, raising my little boy, he started to get older, a little bit bigger, and I, that spark was still there. I still wanted to do cakes, and I still wanted to to have this business. And so, with a whole lot of mom guilt, mm-hmm. I started jumping back into it, and it became this montage of starting to do cakes and then quitting again because I just couldn't handle how terrible I felt that I was taking time away from my son, that I was putting stress on our family by doing these cake orders. And it became this tug and pull of, you know, trying to do what I felt was right, but trying to follow this dream and not knowing, you know, what, what was the right path for me to take? There was this moment of like, aha, when things totally shifted. I approached my business decisions and all my decisions in a religious way, God is a big part of my life and his guidance means a lot to me as I try to navigate the decisions I make. So I was studying, you know, in the scriptures and studying my own beliefs about motherhood and and the divinity I believe it has. But I came to this conclusion all of a sudden that how silly it was for me to believe that the things God wanted me to do outside the home had ended at age 24. And that so so early on in life, you know, and that now I was just supposed to give everything up and stay at home, which I believe is an important thing for I always want to be there for my kids and I never want them to think that mom isn't available. But I realized that these talents and abilities and opportunities I've been given were meant to go further and were meant for something and that God wanted me to use them. And that moment was huge for me. All of a sudden, I realized, I can do this. (laughs) I just have to figure it out. And so there I am, sitting at the kitchen table, this new revelation in my hands, like, I can do cakes. I can run this business and be a mom. This is okay. (laughs) And so I sit down, and I'm, I'm starting to take some notes. I'm starting to study on how to start a business. And as I'm doing that, I get this very strong impression, that, yes, I want you to do this, but no, it's not the right time. And it was kind of funny because I just had this revelation, like, yes, I can do this. And so to have it kind of pulled back and say, like, but just hold on, the time will come. It was a moment where I, I really did have to rein in all that excitement and trust, trust God and say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you gave me this understanding that I have a purpose greater than what I thought it was. And so I'm going to trust you that, you know, this feeling of not yet is for a reason. So I, I took a break again and, and I put it on pause for a while. I did a couple things here and there. But then the moment came when my husband was switched jobs and our schedule changed, our family situation changed. And all of a sudden there was time in our family's life and the green light went on. And so I started my business. I did all the crazy legal stuff like getting it registered and figuring out taxes mm. <laughs> and licensing. And through that whole process of starting it and and running it for the past few years and having you know, enjoying the success that I have and being so blessed with that, that's been a continued pattern of, of coming mm-hmm. to God to figure out what the next step is and to navigate managing the family and business at the same time. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that, Brett. I love hearing that journey and and I very much enjoyed seeing your progress on social media and even witnessing it in person, going to your classes and learning from you. It was fun to have you in class. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. <laughs> yes. For my listeners, Brett and I grew up across the street, so it's been fun to know her for so long and to kind of see where our lives have taken us. We went to lunch today as mom friends, and it's been great to stay in touch, too. Yeah. It's funny, when we started getting back in touch, it is like time had never passed. I still knew that Jed loves purple and potatoes, and she collects quotes. Oh, like, those are awesome. just trademarks of you. <laughs> oh. I'm also glad that you were willing to share your story, because right before this interview, we were talking about how storytelling is the thing for this season, and so I kind of put her on the spot a little It's almost like a lesson in church on prayer where you get all these tips and pointers and guidance on how to say a heartfelt prayer and then you're asked to give the closing prayer. So I'm having Brett kind of be on the spot a little bit with storytelling. I wanted to point out some of the things that she just naturally incorporated into her story that helps make a good story. Stories are all about connection, connecting with our audience. And our audience can just be whoever we're talking to at the dinner table or if we're with a group of friends on the golf course, wherever you're at. The stories that you tell, if you ever tell them on a stage, they're much like the ones that you tell amongst your friends. And the most impactful stories include a moment of realization or transformation. So if you listen to Brett's story, she had that aha moment of she didn't have to quit dream of working outside the home at 24. Well, your business is inside the home, but you know what I mean. So that was her moment of realization. Usually that moment of realization is the ending of our story. And Matthew Dix will say that's a five second moment. Something that changed you, made you see the world in a different way or a way you became a better person. And so that moment of transformation was, again, her realizing that she could be a mom and be a business owner too, or a working mom. The opposite of that transformation or realization is the beginning of your story, and it's much harder to find the beginning of your story. It might take you a little while to find it, but her beginning was where she was thinking of having a business, but didn't know if that was going to be a reality. I really like that, if I can can interject. Yeah, for sure, yes. Because I think that's what happens in life. I think we find ourselves in a place and we have to trace our steps back to find how we got there. And that's when all of a sudden the lessons are learned and we realize everything it took to get there. And that's when we see our own story. So I like the idea of telling your story that way, with that transformation moment and then going back to discover, how did I get to this moment? Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you said that because it's so true. It's revealed to us slowly over time, and we might even be in the middle of our story and haven't reached the ending yet. (laughs) While we were preparing for this episode over lunch, Brett shared another moment in her journey where God was instrumental in that process. Last year in January is what you said? Yeah. So as I mentioned before, God continues to be a part of my business and the decisions I make. And of course we know that this last year of 2020, absolutely crazy and when march came um, in the world of bakers you know we rely so much on big gatherings on weddings on parties and many times the orders that people place with us are placed far in advance and paid for well in advance mm-hmm. so when march hit and so many bakers were refunding and losing money and losing business that they thought they had had and it was just this crazy hard time to navigate I found myself without any orders in March. And I looked back and was able to see what the reason was. Back in January, January before the pandemic, I sat down was having a business meeting with myself, which I highly recommend if you're a business owner, even just a mom, figuring out your own little side hustle, have meetings with yourself and make plans. I love it. So I was doing that. And I, I always try and start with a prayer if I can to be in the right headspace to receive divine guidance and help making my decisions. And I remember doing that. And during that little business session, as I looked at each month, I had said to myself, you know what? I think I'm going to take March off. And there was absolutely no reason behind doing that. I didn't have anything personal going on. There was nothing happening. I just felt like maybe I'll take time off and do some, you know, updating on my business, do some housekeeping stuff. And so I blocked that month off, literally like crossed it off my calendar. And when I looked back and when March hit and I didn't have any lost business and I didn't have to give refunds, I didn't lose any money. I looked back and I, I was just amazed at how I felt like that was a very direct blessing from God that maybe I didn't even realize he was influencing me to do that. But I do definitely believe that that was his hand just taking care of me. And I know That wasn't the case for every single business owner. And I don't think that that means God wasn't in your life at that time. But for whatever reason, that was just a tender mercy that He gave to me. And I was able to feel really grateful for that when the pandemic hit. Very profound. Wow. I love it. Oh, get chills hearing stories like that. (laughs) And another story telling tip to throw in here is to be authentic and to be vulnerable. As Brett has been sharing with us, she's definitely been vulnerable. It's not always easy to share spiritual experiences with others or we're not always prompted to, but when we are, it can be very helpful to others and very relatable. It's also important to be authentic. Storytellers are encouraged not to memorize their stories. You can have some prior planning and prior crafting, but stories aren't meant to be scripted. They're supposed to come off the cuff naturally and sound normal and natural conversation like I said before Brett is the owner of Hubble Creek Cake Co so you can follow her on Instagram to see the amazing creations that she makes of cake and truly the wonderful artwork that it is and if you look she's booked for the year 2021 so Brett how did you come to the decision that you were booked or how do you know what a full load looks like Um, That's such a good question, and it really circles back to um, this tug and pull between being mom and running my business and finding ways to manage that. Um, Like I said, I have business meetings with myself, and during those times, I make plans, plans for the month, for the year, and part of that is setting boundaries for myself and knowing what my limits are. And that can be hard in the beginning of any business because all you want is to have orders, to have sales, to have clients, and you'll do anything for those. But it has been very important for me to learn what is my true work capacity and to not go over that, to hold myself to that so that I don't make our family's life miserable week after week. And that was learned from experience because there was many weeks where I was in the kitchen working on four cakes at a time. And... My husband and little boy were kind of left to just a little bit. And I didn't like that. that. Those were the moments where I wanted to quit. So I've learned to set really clear boundaries. So when I sit down, I know how many orders that I can take a week. I also have financial goals, um, a certain amount of money that I'm trying to make from month, And that also helps me be guided in what orders I should be taking and how many because I have a very specific goal that I'm trying to fit. So kind of mixing those two, knowing what my limits are, knowing what my financial goals are. I look at my calendar and I say, these are the weeks that I still have availability. These are where I have openings. And then I went out and I filled them. I marketed until I had somebody's cake order booked in that spot. And then once I filled all those spots, I was able to say, cool, I'm set for the year. I'm on track to reach my goals. And I was able to put that sign up on my Instagram saying I'm booked and you know, to say I'm booked doesn't mean that I'm working every single hour of the day. And everyone's booked capacity is different. And so there's plenty of people out there who take way more orders than I do a week. But this is what works for me and my family. And this is what's helping me to reach my goals, not only with business, but as a mom and as just me. So yeah, that's how how I kind of came to that. limit. That's so helpful. I feel like A lot of us, myself included, struggle with that work-life balance. So I love that you have set those boundaries and you're sticking to them. I also love how detail-oriented you are because you're very analytical about your pricing and your marketing. And like you said, your orders that you're going to take in and your financial goals. So I really admire that about you. It's so important. Can I just say that? I feel like that's, that is when you hate your business, is when you haven't figured those things out and you end up quitting. So, to, to all the moms hustling out there, do those things, get in the dirt, and do the dirty work to figure those out because you will thank yourself for it. <laughs> I love it. There's a quote that says, An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So, if you take that time and energy to put those things in place and think about them, then it'll make the rest go smoothly. So true. So true. Okay, one other storytelling tip before Brett gives us her takeaways, and that is, before you tell a story, it's interesting or helpful to know what format you're going to tell it in. Eighty percent of the stories that we tell are told in the ABC format, chronologically, beginning, middle, and end. This is how the story happened. About fifteen percent of our stories are told in a BABC format, and these all come from Matthew Dix. And the BABC story is where you start in the middle of your story, then you go back, give some backstory, and come back to the middle and then go to your ending. The last format is a C ABC story, and these are only about 5% of the stories that we tell. The reason that the B ABC format or the C ABC format would be helpful is if the middle or the ending has a very compelling beginning to draw your listeners in or to kind of start in the action the meat of the story right away before giving backstory or introducing characters they may not know about so Brett's story that she told us was told in the abc format and this is what most people are used to what they expect of a story and so most often that's how your stories will be told but if for some reason the beginning not compelling consider one of these other forms of storytelling Okay, so for you side hustle moms, Brett has some takeaways for us in the form of puns. If you love baking puns, because I do. (laughs) (laughs) Bake it happen, my friends. (laughs) That's one of my favorite ones. Just go bake it happen. (laughs) Even even if you're not a baker, um, my best advice is just jump in. Just start. There's going to be a thousand reasons why you should start to do what these dreams or these ideas that you have And I'll tell you right now, most of them are in your head. Most of the boundaries that you see to doing what you want to do are completely in your own mind, and they're not even real boundaries. So if you just start and just take small steps, soon enough you're going to find that it was well worth it, and that you've made progress, and that truly those things you thought were going to prevent you didn't even exist. So just make it happen. Just start. Just go for it. And you'll get farther than you would have if you had never tried. Awesome. I love that so much. And that reminds me too, you mentioned before that there's plenty of business for everyone. We shouldn't be competing in this world, but working together, helping support one another in their businesses and just realizing that it's not a competition. Yes, I, I am such a huge supporter of that. And it's something I, I learned by experience because in the beginning I was very competitive and guarded my baking secrets and my business secrets very closely. And that was a moment of transformation as well in my story when another baker had reached out to me, had asked for some advice. She needed help with a wedding cake. And I had this crossroads of, I could tell her, you know, we're competition. I can't help you. Like, we can't do this because, you know, you'll spend my business. But instead, for whatever reason, I decided I was going to help her. And we ended up hanging out. Making cake together, and it was the funnest time I ever had. And it's done nothing but help both of us grow, and it has never hurt either of our businesses. It showed me that it's so much better to work together to support each other, and that we can all have success together. That it never hurts to collaborate with someone, and honestly, it probably hurts you more (laughs) if you don't. And so what better way, like what better way to enjoy what you do than to share with people who also enjoy the same thing? Nice. It just makes it so much more fulfilling because I'll tell you, I know my husband's tired of caring about buttercream and oh. about pricing and about all these things that I love to talk about. so to talk about them with someone else who's doing the same thing is really cool. So yes, be friends with everybody. There is zero competition. It's just it's just community. Oh, that's so wonderful. We all need each other. So so true. Okay, before we end, I of course had to ask Brett what her favorite quote is. So this is one that I heard from Kathy Pollard. She runs a podcast as well called "Don't Keep Your Day Job," and I'm not sure if she's the one who said it first, but she's the one who I heard say it. So she gets the credit. <laughs> yeah, today. there you go. Um, but it it says it's not failure; it's feedback not rejection, it's redirection. I'm a firm believer that failure does not exist because every time something goes wrong or doesn't go the way you think it was and you consider a failure, really you took a step forward and from that experience, however badly it may have went, you learned something and that's going to carry you on to take the next step in doing what you want to do and it's necessary. like. That's why it's not a failure, because it was a very clear, necessary step for you to get where you needed to be. I've taught K-classes where there was only three people, and I've had orders where people weren't satisfied. And I've taken what I've learned from those, and I've been able to grow. And if I hadn't ever done those things, if I hadn't ever taken that chance, then I would never have gotten where I am now. So none of it is failure. It's, it's just God pointing you in the direction you were really supposed to be going in. And I I really do firmly think that that is true. So inspiring. I love it, Brett. Thank you so much for being with me on the podcast today. It was really a treat. I learned so much from you and I know my listeners will do the same. So thank you again. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to sit and to chat. Yes, I love it. And just so my listeners know, where can they find you? Where can they get in touch with you? So, there's a couple of different places. You can find me on Instagram as at Hobble Creek Cake Co. It's a little bit of a mouthful. <laughs> um, and that's where I do my cakes. If you are, perchance, a fellow baker who's interested in the baking business side of things, you can also find me on a page called at the Out of Home Baker. And that's where I share all my tips behind running a business with baking and marketing and pricing. Everything that goes on there. So, those are the two places where you can follow along. Keep in touch. If you have questions, DM me. I am always open to answering and to connecting with anybody out there. Awesome. Thank you. And stay tuned for the year 2022 when you can again book an order with Brett and all Creek. you. If you'd like to pitch your story for the podcast, or if you want more storytelling strategies, contact me at jenbanks16 at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at jenbankscoaching.